1: Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Up. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. Hey
2: everybody, welcome back to the reel down on Padlin Finn. If you're watching it here, you can see that my co-host uh Jimmy is not here this week. I have Armando Salah. How you doing, buddy?
3: Pretty good, man. How you doing? Filling in once again for good old Jimmy. Yeah, th- thank you for doing that. We have you that did.
2: sexy red beer,
3: ginger beer that oh. he has. So sorry to apologies to the ladies that were hoping to see that.
2: Uh, but yeah, you just got back from iCast, huh?
3: I did. I just got back from iCast, had a great time. I was out there. Speaking of Jimmy Um and uh Brian Chiller.
2: Anything that just blew your mind?
3: Um not really. There wasn't anything that what like stood out like previous years. Um I mean, I saw some cool stuff, you know, Livingstone Lures. I'm a huge fan of them, and uh um they have that thing where you you can order either your. I I I love their spook, but the spook crankbait or square bill or jerk bait, with instead of having like the beads that you usually, knocking beats that you usually see on typical on moving swimming or moving bait, it has a recording, and you can customize the recording depending on you know what type of lake you're fishing. I think they have like five or six different recordings on there. That I thought that was pretty cool. Like I've used Livingstone lures, and I kind of knew that you know how it works but i didn't know that you can actually customize it so mm-hmm. i i thought that was pretty cool um shimano came up some amazing reels um what else uh yeah some oh the uh the new canoe uh built off the Rommel, and i forgot the name of the other gentleman with they... a yeah
2: uh it was fletch from what was like
3: yeah westbrook supplies that was pretty cool and then on the negative side i got to see the trident oh lord that's a piece of crap. I don't yeah. know. I call it the spatula, but anyways,
2: it looked like it was made out of garbage cans, like real garbage cans. It is
3: a garbage can, in my opinion. I and I, I you know, I usually try to go the positive.
2: Yeah, look, but I can't on that one. You feel bad for the guy. He must have some money to to get a product that far and to push it into ICAST. Spend all that money on something that. Somebody should have got it through his head, dude. This, uh, you you can't paddle with your feet, and this thing is bullshit. You need, to, you need to go ahead and cut your losses, man.
3: Yeah, getting bad advice there, buddy. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah it is what it is. Uh, but I, I saw something by I forget the name of it, but uh, g Rat. It's a company, a bait company I never even heard before. before. Oh yeah, out. I
3: saw a little bit of them. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they came out with a wake bait where you put like a swim bait back on it. Yeah, I, I thought that was actually a really good idea. So
3: I'm yeah, I saw that one too. Out. Oh, the um I forgot the Z Man uh
2: Hellbender. Hellbender? Hellraiser. Hellraiser. I thought Hellraiser. that's Hellraiser.
3: I'm really excited to try that thing. Anything that Z-Man does, I'm a big fan of. I mean, it's okay. it's it looks pretty cool. Top water thing. I don't know. Hey, if it catches fish, but will it'll it... get bass attention though. It'll get Bass's attention.
2: I'm sure sure there has to be some perfect situation where it's going to be like, man, this was the deal this one time in my life. But like I keep my tackle and everything so simple that I just, I don't have anything that, that absolute niche that I, uh, that I, I keep, you know, um, oh Lord, sorry. Um, so, yeah, I, I usually don't keep baits there that specific like that, but yeah. But uh, anything else going on in your life, man?
3: Not much, man. I fell from the – I if you haven't listened to my podcast, I fell from the Crescent Showley twice on ICAST. That's yeah, kind of if, if you haven't,
2: go back and listen to, to Armando and Brian's show from yesterday, Bass Kayak and Beers.
3: Yeah, so you yeah. can listen was, to the full story yeah, how well, I fell twice yeah. into the water.
2: So, shoalies are not all that, you know, one hundred percent stable.
3: Yeah, they're not very stable.
2: Yeah, I saw some other stuff with some uh, in the Crescent Owners Group where there's some other issues. I, I'm not talking bad about it. I've never seen one or been in one, but uh, I know there's some, you know, j- just some some things going on with them. Maybe they need to address. But um, we'll go ahead and get started tonight. We've um, we're talking to guys from the Michigan Michigan Kayak Trail. They were on Kent Lake and surrounding rivers. Uh, we're going to try having jeremiah craft on he won uh he's been going in and out here having some technical issues but uh hopefully he's able to get on but we also have mike kakowski second place oh i think uh, you nailed it yeah. yeah all right welcome to the show man thank you for being on what's up guys
0: yeah.
2: how you doing mike congratulations by the way thank you yeah and we got all three of us hobie guys but y'all are too bougie 360 guys so Oh what Hobie do you use, Dan? I thought you got the 360. We talked about that. No, bro. I I like I like my kayaks to work. I got a uh, I, I got a 180. I'm on 180? the
4: 180 team, so say what? I'm on the Hobie team, so I got oh, the right. 360.
2: Yeah. I haven't had any problems with it yet, so Armando says it's he you, you think it's just maintenance. Like if I think what, I
3: actually Go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, go ahead. You actually asked me, and about a week later, I forgot to message you. I did. It did broke. The drive did broke. It did have the uh, plastic ball bearings on it. So I was fishing a lake, and uh, it was it got windy. So, but it was manageable. That's what I love about the Hobie. You know, the wind was manageable. But at one point, I guess I was right over a shallow rock. And when the wave passed me, that boat came by. So the wave went even up a little bit higher. So when he came down the back of the wave, the drive, the pedal, the paddle, just hit straight down and it it caught the front of it, front end of it. So it kind of pushed it to one side. And I and I couldn't almost couldn't make it back. I was all the way across the lake. And I had like 50 mile per hour winds hitting me right in the face. And that thing kept getting stuck and stuck. When I finally made it to the boat ramp, I lifted the drive up and I noticed that you know it was it it had it had some damage. And when I flipped it over, the ball bearings came off. Um not yeah, the plastic ball bearings they have, what needle bearings, I think they call it. Um drop off. Then I was like, oh crap. And so I immediately went to Anglers Pro here in, in DFW. By the way, if you're from the DFW area, go to Anglers Pro. Uh, great service they that was on a friday they called they sent the request for hobie they answered 20 minutes later and they sent a brand new drive and by wednesday i had a brand new drive you know they don't work on the weekend so um and i had the new one the new one the new updated drive is amazing looks amazing and now i've only had it for a month now i use it like six or seven times but so far it's it's definitely an upgrade from the old drive and, and, and
2: that's not I, like, you know, I have a Hobie. I, I think it's amazing. You know, it's, it, it's just the, and whenever a Hobie 360 does have issues, they always fix it. Yeah. I've never heard anybody say where a claim was denied. They absolutely yep. take care of it. It's just, I, because my shop's two and a half hours away, I'd be worried about, you know, the amount of travel time to get down yep. there. I lose a whole day going down there and back. Yeah. And four that, hours. That, that's, yeah. That's the only reason. And you know it's tough for me because they're also in Eastern time zone because they're right on the border, so it it makes it tough for me to get down there. So uh, that that's only reason I hadn't. But I mean, three sixty is obviously the best kayak on the market. So yeah, I know. I agree. Yeah, not talking bad about them at all. No, no. So, but but both y'all have fourteens too, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Is that so? You have XI three on the front. I do. Oh, okay. Nice. I got 720. The what? I'm sorry.
4: The Hobie 720,
2: not the 360. Oh. It's just 720. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. And are, are there any issues? I mean, you don't look like a heavier guy like me. Do you ever have any issues having all that weight on the front? I, I don't know anybody that, like in my area, that has a, you know, the spot lock on the front like that.
4: No, I haven't had any issues. I've been in some pretty rough water where I take water over the front. And, uh, I mean, it's not fun, but I haven't had any issues other than that. Might ride a little bit low, but no issues. I take (laughs) on a little bit of water. I'm not sure where it's coming from, but it's not a lot. Usually a sponge, wring it out a couple times and it's good.
2: It's, I, I saw something where somebody had i'm not trying to air ob dirty laundry here it's just concern i had whenever i looked at it I Like like some water getting into the rod tubes yeah. yeah
0: yeah but
3: it's i don't think that's a big issue like mine you have like you have the built-in rod tubes right so they do have a cover on it i think at least the outback had a cover i don't i think the the pa40 i think i took mines off because it's just a nuisance just Trying to put stuff there, and all of a sudden it's covered, and you'll have to turn around and move the plastic away. But I mean, it's not a big issue. It's only like, like two or three ounces of water in inside the tube. It's not that it's going into the hole. Yeah.
2: All right. Yeah. I saw some some Yeah, wherever yeah, where I, yeah, yeah, no, I, I would trade it did leak, but I, you know, that's, that's
3: fine. Well, it's molded in, so I don't know how it can. I, it. I I would I wouldn't know how it's going to leak.
2: Because it's of the, part of the mold yeah at the end at the end of the rod tube there would be a hole at the end of the rod tube oh the, the horizontal rod. rod tubes you mean yeah yeah
3: oh yeah no i've never had an issue with that no
2: well he has all the weight on the front from the x i3 oh, okay. water comes over the bow enough water sits in the front and because of that weight on the front whenever you go down the water goes into the rod tubes rod tubes leave oh, okay water in the hole that's I, i'm a fat guy i couldn't have all that weight on the front that's why i have a newport just so, more of you, Dan. That's what we love. It. There's more to love. Man. <laughs> but yeah, man. Thank you for being on show. Congrats on tournament. Um, uh, I, 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 guess, uh, I guess our boy ain't gonna be able to get on here. That sucks because he won a native Slayer, right? Isn't that what he won for? It? He did that's a that's pretty crazy for a grassroots style trail to win that much. And you won, you said a grand, right?
4: Thousand for second place, and then I won. 680 for big bass, plus, um, we had a cash sponsor for big bass, so I won an extra 250. So I walked away with 1930 bucks. Nice, wow. that's
2: not bad at all. Yeah, I'll go over the numbers here. There was, uh, it was on Kent Lake and surrounding rivers. It said 67 anglers. Jeremiah got first with 90 and a half, Mike, you got second with 90 and a quarter. I mean, you were right there. And Rob Baginski, uh, Baginski, he got uh, he got third with eighty eight. And I, I I didn't look at yours, but I have, whenever I was looking up Rob for some reason, I saw his X stats. He couldn't be on the show because he had a work thing tonight. That dude's turning X is uh, pretty freaking ridiculous.
4: He yeah. is a dick. He
2: yeah.
4: Every time he enters a tournament, everyone is worried about him
2: yeah i believe it's uh, looking at that he has like a uh where it, he listed out all the tournaments he's done well it's 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 a long list let's say that but man t- tell us about a uh, kent lake in this in the surrounding rivers like kind of what waters that is what what all that encompasses
4: um well kent lake itself is a very weedy lake um they, they have a speed limit on it. I think the speed limit supposed to be 10 miles an hour. So the kayakers are pretty good. sick out there. Um, I Top personally pain. have never done good out there. I fit, This is my third time fishing out there and first time catching a bass. Wow. Um, so I never had it figured out. I just kind of went with my gut. But uh, I am a terrible river fisherman. I think I've fished rivers, maybe two times, not done great. So I decided I was going to head out to Kent Lake. Um, but the surrounding rivers, you could have fished within a 50 mile radius of our check-in, which was at right at Kent Lake. Um, and we had some guys go all the way to the boundaries. Um, I, I guess there's some really good river fishing around here that I wouldn't really know
2: too much about. Yeah. The the man with XI three, it usually isn't hitting them, up. Huh? <laughs> but I mean, I may, maybe you have a lynx or something, you know, I mean, if you're on the Hobie team. I don't
4: yet. I plan on it, but not, not yet. I just have two, three sixties right now.
3: Two 360s. Oh, my oh, God. Oh,
2: oh, he's got two of them. Watch
3: <laughs> Mr. out. Mr. Fancy guy here.
4: <laughs> two? I'm trying to figure out how to hook them together so I can just take one out with both of them.
2: There you go. Is the other one like a 12?
4: No, it's a, it's a 14 also. It's just blue.
2: Midway
0: USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com At MidwayUSA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on, and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop midwayusa.com.
2: Just a backup. Well, just you just
3: want different colors depending on the mood. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, Let's have, be nice, Mike. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a buddy boat. Yeah. Yep.
3: Can I be your buddy,
2: Mike? Can I- sure, come on up. <laughs> Are you running like go. a crazy graph on there too?
4: Uh I have a Garmin uh 10 inch UHD.
2: Okay. Yeah, live scope.
4: No, I don't no. think I'm gonna get live scope. I've been I've been going back and forth about it, but it's just I already have enough on the kayak. I yeah. started kayak fishing for the simplicity and it's no yep. longer very simple. So
2: I agree, man. I, I you know, I keep my stuff so efficient and streamlined I, it would be hard for me to to add that. I, I've kind of thought because I have like the it's the Yak Gadvert Yak Gadget version, it's the triple item mounting plate, but also like like the Tim Percy one. I thought maybe if I did I like I I could put a the Humminbird three sixty. Like put it on a um like a mount that goes up and down, kind of like just a motor where it just hinges at one place and goes up and down so I could put in the water whenever I wanted to. I thought it wouldn't be like so far back that it would be an issue. But if it just went down and was on a magnet to where it stayed there, I've kind of been I've been bouncing this around in my head trying to figure out 360, but having all that stuff on the side, like I used to have a you know, like the switchblade, whenever I add a new canoe pursuit and you put the switchblade over side for a transducer. I hated that some bitch. Like always picking up weeds and everything. Yeah, I hate all that. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> you gotta I, I, go-, I, go ahead, I'm sorry, Mike. I I
4: often have guys come by me and you know, the guys in the boats and they laugh at you like, Oh, you're in a stupid little kayak you shouldn't be out here. And, you know, in the back of my head, I'm just thinking, I wish that I didn't pay more for my kayak than you did your boat. (laughs) Yeah.
3: So let me ask you this. Do you get uh, up in Ohio? Do you get a lot of people just kind of like boaters, just kind of like giving you like the stink eye, like the stoppage look like, Oh, look, a kayak or get that toy out of here kind of thing.
4: Uh, yes, I, really? I'm from Michigan, but yeah, we, we, well, Michigan, I'm sorry, up y'all. here. The, I mean, it's still kind of a big deal. People don't really understand it yet. It's definitely catching on though. Uh, but you know, a lot of times I'll go to a Lake and they act like it's the first time they've ever seen somebody fish out of a kayak before.
3: Really? That's interesting. Like I've never, I've, I like I've heard the like the stories and all that. And I've never had a problem in here in Texas with that. Never. Most of the time, if they see me fishing, they'll ask me, "Do you want me to go around you, behind you? Where are you casting?" And I'm like, "Dude, just whatever you want to do. Like, if you want to, you know, whatever is easiest for you. I don't. I'm not picking. Unless I'm fishing a tournament, then I'll be like, you know, I got this spot. If you don't mind, go behind me. But um, I usually get a lot of compliments. that may just be. There's a big kayak fishing community here in Texas as well. I mean, we got way too many tournaments going on right now.
2: Yeah, uh, ours is ours is kinda in the middle. Like we you don't see well, like it definitely it's crazy because so many people bass fish. It still hasn't caught on that much, but because I unless it's a tournament, I pretty much never see another kayak angler out. Really? No. But uh but bass boats they don't they don't miss with us too much here had not really been a problem.
3: What were you gonna say, Mike? I I think I cut you off for a second there.
4: Um, I don't remember. (laughs) All
3: right. So tell, Mike, tell us um, what what worked for you on that lake. Like, did you got a chance to prefish it?
4: Um, I prefished it about three weeks before, just because, like I said, the actually my first ever tournament was on that lake. Um, couldn't catch a fish or a bass anyway. Uh, and that was the last time I fished it until three weeks ago. Uh, I tried it out again. Again, I could only catch pike and I went and checked out some rivers, caught a couple small bass and realized that, you know, I'll take my chances out on the lake and I, I had this game plan for three weeks that I was just going to throw worms, nothing else, just worms. And I ended up not catching a fish until 830, uh, which is when I caught my, the big fish, the 20 inch. um, And I caught that on a drop shot, but I was kind of fishing it on traditional way. I was casting it up shallow where it was only under the water, about three inches. And I was just putting it right next to some lily pads. Hmm. Right, it's, I think I figured it out now. So I went out a little deeper and started just throwing the drop shot in heavy weeds. And before I knew it, they were just thumping it. It was, it was a struggle because they keep getting down in the weeds and, you know, I'm only using eight pound test but uh it was working so i lost a i lost a key fish that would have helped Put me upgrade down. but yeah. um, i'm not used to fishing in the lead and i took the lead at about 10 o'clock and i made the mistake of looking at the leaderboard so the whole rest of my day was just ruined i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't have a good time i was just stressing out about it and Jeremiah actually beat me with 20 minutes left. He caught caught a 19 and upgraded like two inches and beat me by a quarter inch. So my my buddy, Brett, just would not let it go. He kept saying, quarter inch, man, just a quarter (laughs) inch. So now I'm going to be going into our state championship. Hopefully, hopefully have a little chip on my shoulder.
3: Let me ask you this, Mike, because I went through a similar situation, and I've always used that as a learning experience. I was fishing a lake, and I came from behind. In the, the last two hours, I took the lead. And to me, I, it was on my fish, fish. Like, I only caught five fish. And it was just a sense of, like, damn, monkeys off my shoulder, you know, like, finally, finally, I catch the, I, I'm at the lead. I finally ca- catch my fish, fish, you know, because there were – just spread it out throughout the day. It was like, I catch one, two hours later, I catch the second one, two hours later, I catch the third one and so on and so forth. So to me, I think my downfall was I kind of left the, I didn't stop fishing, but I definitely did not have the intensity that I had looking for that fish. fish. You know, it was like, I left the pedal off the gas, so to speak was what was it about you watching the leaderboard that affected you mentally and cost and could have cost you the you know the the win?
4: Um well I I think that normally I'm I'm not in the lead so I didn't really know how that would feel. Um but it just stressed me out and I felt like I was in a panic the whole rest of the time you know I might have been moving a little too quick after that uh if I just if I didn't look at the leaderboard I would have been fishing a lot more laid back and um I just that that's been my issue the last couple of years is I just I'm, feel like I'm always in a hurry you know oh there's only six more hours left, I better hurry up. Or there's only two more hours left. Um, so I, I think that it just kind of put the pressure on. I, I told everyone beforehand, I told them that I, want, I really, really wanted to win a tournament here. Um, and I've been fishing really well this year. I'm actually tied for first in the angler of the year right now. So I knew that I wanted, I needed to upgrade and finish really good on this one. So when I saw that I took first, because at the beginning of the day I had no, I did not think that it was even an option because it took me so long to catch my first one. Everyone else around me was catching them. And then when I went out deeper, Every there was probably 10 guys surrounding me and nobody else was catching them, just, just me. So, And I think that was just because I was completely laid back, fishing slow, doing what I planned on doing. And then when I took the lead, I kind of put it on crunch time and rushed it a little bit.
3: So would you say you you work like that's interesting because that's the the opposite of what happened to me like to me I and this is just me everybody's different I feel like I work better under pressure if I'm pressured to like I need you know if 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 I'm behind the leaderboard then I'm pressured to like I need to catch fish so I feel like I'm more focused now to me that was the first time that I grabbed a leader in the tournament and it was just like oh yeah. You know, I can, I don't, I can, you know, tone it down a bit. And that was my mistake. I'm completely sure that's what cost me that tournament for you. It's different for you. It's like you fish better when the press, when you feel you're not pressured.
4: Right. Yeah. That's
3: cool. Hmm.
4: I just, I, I've been telling myself to just go out and have fun and, you know, don't, don't stress about it. Just have fun. But when that happened, I started stressing about it. I wanted it really bad, and I'm just a stubborn Polak, so I had to. I had to finish what I started.
3: Life lessons, definitely, and no shame in that. Yep.
2: Is it? Because uh, I was thinking there'd probably be smallmouth too. Is it just uh, all all three y'all in the top three is all largemouth? There is there not smallmouth like?
4: Um, they're in the spring. They're smallmouth in there, and then they head up into the river during the summer. Um, a lot of the river guys, they were all catching smallmouth, but gotcha. I I just I don't know. The rivers around here must be a little different because I've seen some river smallmouth from Tennessee and everything, and they're just built a little different. Yeah.
2: Cool. That, that you want to give up the kind of worm you were throwing
4: uh sure it was uh aaron's magic robo worm i went six through inch straight too it was the four inch actually oh okay um but i went through three packs of those and when i ran out of that all my big bites stopped so mm. i started throwing on everything else i had and they were working, just not like the Robo Worm was.
2: Why, why does purple work?
3: I don't know, man. It's crazy, right?
2: It's so stupid.
3: <laughs> it's like know. there's nothing out there in the water that's that color. Like, man. Why does it work?
2: <laughs> like green, you know, we have Brim. there, are kind of like green pumpkin, and they have purple in it, but... Not just purple or pink. I, I've never gotten that. I, I have them too. You know, triple margarita mutilator and all the purple and pinks. I've got. I've got them. But yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I so, Mike, did you? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
4: Uh, I I was gonna say I always hear people talking about in the summer throwing June bug colors. Yeah. But again, I don't. I don't understand why. But yeah. I'll throw it.
3: If it's biting, it's it's on their terms pretty much. Right?
2: Yep. <laughs> if that's what they want. We'll, we'll oblige. So it's, it's, it's gotta be a brim deal, right? It's it will like brim beds. You would think it's gotta be some kind of brim, but Must okay. be. Go, Yeah, go ahead, Armando. Sorry.
3: What um? So what were the different methods you caught them? Did you caught them all on drop shot? You mentioned, or you or different uh, all techniques?
4: All on drop shot.
3: All on drop shot. Wow, yep. What is your setup for drop shot, including line?
4: If you don't mind me asking, um, I use some. I use fifteen pound, fifteen pound Power Pro uh, braid, braid, and then to an eight pound Seagar leader, and then uh, I have a Saint Croix tournament uh, with a Shimano Nasi reel.
3: What's what's the um, the specifics light. what was that?
4: the rod is a medium light, extra fast,
3: that yeah, I figured uh how long
4: uh six eleven I believe,
3: oh, so you're just dropping so, it straight below you, just standing no, on top was, of it.
4: I was actually finding little pockets of where there wasn't any weeds, and I was just launching it in there from I don't know fifty feet away,
2: really, yeah. Uh, oh was it just the sun was up so they were like around lily pads and thick cover because of the sun or
4: you know i don't know i i would imagine so the water was about 80 degrees which up here that's pretty warm yeah that's warm so i figured that they'd be just buried in the weeds and you really the weeds were so thick you really couldn't just get through them unless you were using a punching setup so I figured if I could just get right up next to him, that maybe that would work. So I did about a two-foot drop from the weight to the hook, and apparently that was exactly where it needed to be because I, e- I would even throw it out there and just look at my phone for a few minutes, and next thing I know, there's a fish on.
3: Dude, that's That's pretty pretty ballsy using an eight point and eight pound test line on that vegetation man It's pretty ballsy credit to you for that
4: i i knew that i like i said i had about 10 guys surrounding me they were all watching me trying to figure out what i was doing so i i knew that nobody else was gonna throw that so i just kept sticking to it but i'd leave my line down low so nobody could see what i was throwing and it ended up working, so I was going to stick with
2: it. Uh, how do you – because I, I am definitely a no-drop shot pro. How do you decide how long your leader should be, you know, from your hook to your weight? Two uh, foot I, – I guess two foot in the summer is probably pretty standard. To me, it's. I, I would think in the winter you're smaller, summer, bigger. They suspend a little bit more. Is that kind of
4: – I mean, the way that I always do it is I – Estimate how tall the weeds are.
2: Yeah, okay. and I
4: tried to go just above them, but these weeds were probably nine feet tall. Wow. So I was just kind of guessing. Um, I knew that the ones in the lily pads, I knew that they were going to be up right underneath the pads. So I tried to get it up higher, right under the water surface. Uh, they just For me, they just didn't want to hit anything that was moving, so I figured just keep it right in front of their face and they should hit it. It worked.
3: Yeah, definitely. Did you use to avoid getting snagged, did you just went to a a drop shot hook, or were you Texas rigging it?
4: I I was just using a drop shot hook. It, It got annoying, but again, it was working, so... I just stuck with it. I thought about, you know, rigging it weedless, trying to figure out how to rig it weedless anyways. But I figured that might take a little action away from it. Yeah. So, I, like I said, I'd just find those little pockets, and i I just wiggle the tip like it was a, a shaky head or something.
3: All right. Great stuff. Well, how confident were you when you decided to go to a drop shot? Like, I didn't point you, like... Okay, I may get him on this or this. Like this is my last attempt. If I'm not catching him, this then you know I'm screwed, kind of thing.
4: I, I was pretty. I've always been pretty confident in in a drop shot. And on my there's a lake right down the road that I, I'll go out there any time of the year with a drop shot, and so that's one of my confidence baits. Uh, I've had a lot of experience fishing that in heavy cover like that. So, I and I've talked to many people who would never do that. So, I figured if I yeah. found that, if, I, if that pattern was going to work, then I'd be looking pretty good because I'm the only one crazy enough to give it a shot. So,
2: yeah, it's crazy. Mike I mean, is catching checking, not me. why <laughs> <Yeah. That's laughs> right. right. you I'm have sorry. 19, 1900 more dollars than what I do. So, there you <laughs> Well, man, that's awesome. I, you know, I hate. Uh, I hate uh, Jeremiah wasn't able to get on here, but you know, we got a lot of great information, and and you were right there too. So, we'll just say you were the winner for for the night. Nobody <laughs> else, though. Man, uh, you're obviously you're on the Hobie team to to you know say hi. You know, shout out any, anybody. It makes fishing easier for you.
4: Um, Gold Lake Marine. They're they're my uh, team sponsor. And, I mean, they've been awesome to me. They're kind of – I i was on the Summit sports team last year, and then they went – they're gone. Oh. So I got fortunate enough to get on with Go Lake Marine, and they've been nothing but awesome. They've made sure that I have everything I need, and I'm always good to go. So – so on the
3: Hobie fishing team, are you through the dealer or are you directly on the Hobie fishing team with Hobie? Through,
4: through the dealer. Yeah. Nice.
3: Yeah. What's next for you? And uh, you said you tied for first place. How many tournaments you got left and uh, f- to fin- wrap up the angle of the year?
4: Um, we just have our state championship left. And and- that's it? I bet how bad I am at Rivers, and our uh, championship is on the Grand River. Oh, son of a bitch.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get that Lynx, man, and go, go hit it.
4: Yeah, I'll, I'll have to call up Gull Lake and see if they'll uh, let me loan one. There you go.
0: Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops... Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I'm sorry, you know, it's it's not looking... Hey. You didn't know it was going to happen here at Kent Lake, so you never know, right? Tie on that drop shot and give it hell.
4: Like I said, I'm just a stubborn pollock, so I'm not going to give up.
2: There you go.
3: How's the river fishing like? Is it a deep river, shallow river, or how's it? You know, it, it change depending on the weather, of course. But
4: I mean, I've, n- I've never really checked it out, so I can't tell you. I've heard that it's deep and then there's some skinny water involved. Um, but I'm just going to do what I always do and just kind of show up with, you know, one or two days of pre-fishing it and just kind of wing
2: it.
3: Oh, we wish you the best, Mike, for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah it's you. worked out for you this this so far this year, man. Congrats. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. So
4: doing a lot better this year than I ever have. And uh, I'm having a lot more fun too.
0: And
4: yeah, hey,
3: bringing a the check every once in a while makes the kind of makes things easier. To go with the wife,
4: you know. Uh, so. Absolutely, <laughs> she's already planning stuff for that money.
2: So, oh <laughs> Lord, she finally gets a little a little bit back. Instead yeah of all home. of it for the most part
0: right? she
4: she thinks that you know she's invested into it too so <laughs> i think that her cut's 90 percent.
2: <laughs> there's your sponsor right there yeah as long as she lets you keep going man it, it it's worth it
4: absolutely
2: all right dude well congrats and good luck on the rest of the year and the the angler of the year championship and and uh we'll, we'll be rooting for you awesome. we'll have you for sure Yeah, man. Thanks, guys. All right. Later, Mike. Pleasure, Mike. Bye. All right. And we'll go over a few tournaments that we had here last weekend. We had uh, Minnesota Kayak Fishing Association. They were on Cross Lake. 50 anglers. Jason Elms with 80 and a half won it. Troy Kruger with 74 and a quarter. And Sambath Her with 72 and a quarter. Uh, Indiana kayak anglers, they were on tip a canoe. That was uh, like what Armando was doing, tipping his canoe or the shoulder. 46 <laughs> inches, 46 anglers. Got to throw it in. <laughs> yeah, sorry. First place, Justin Long, <laughs> 75 and a quarter. Logan Doop- Doopie with 74 and a three quarter. Sorry if I said that wrong, man. And Michael Evans with 72 and a quarter. Why do you have that Alabama guy that, like reading off people's names? It's such a terrible idea. Uh, fishing for mountain mission, uh, mountain state kayak, kayak, anglers, 85 anglers. And we probably would have had them on since it was 85, but we just had some, some West Virginia folks on not too long ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can only handle so much West Virginia at one. I'm, I'm kidding. Mark. Don't get, don't DM me. Um, <laughs> Lane winners won that with 79, three quarters storm Carver and second with 77 and a quarter and Chris Schaefer with 76 and a quarter. And New York KBF Soda Spade, thirty-five anglers. Vince Lawyer with ninety-one and a half. Forrest Buchanan and second with eighty-five and a quarter, and Stephen Mitchell with eighty-two and a quarter. So that was all the thirty-five angler and up tournaments this this week. It seems like it's been a big man. If you look at Tourney X, much lower turnouts. I don't know if it's gas prices being up or it's summer and people just have a lot going on, but. I swear the last few weeks looking at you know maybe people see a recession coming, so they're saving money, but looking it's- at turn turny X, it is obviously turnout is low. So I don't know what's going on, but well, this
3: I think there's I think he um might kind of hit it on the head as well. It's it's a lot. I know I haven't fished the locals because I've kind of focused on the national. And there's, you know, right now I got, I'm, I'm looking forward to Lake Darnell. That's six hour drive. I mean, pr- gas prices, thankfully are dropping a little bit. And even though it's Texas, which is gas is pretty cheap. Comp- I think it's the cheapest, you know, in the lower 48s, but still, man, that's, it's a big investment and everything is just more expensive now, even mm-hmm. parts. And, you know, it almost seems like you, you need a sp- quite a few sponsorships just kind of help you with the cost of everything.
2: Yeah, I'm about to. Pray. I've been doing KFL stuff for so long that are uh, oh. I'm I'm about to make a trip to North Carolina and then one to Okeechobee. So I'm about. Okay, to let me ask you this: If you can KFL, there.
3: and I don't want to drag this too much because I know you're tired, but uh, no, what no, happened no. to the bandits, man? You have to
2: show up for events. I, I, Is that what happened? It, it's it's funny. Like people get on KBN. I love KBN. Not talking bad about KBN, but everybody who has something to say, or wants to stir the pot or anything else, it goes on KBN and they blow it out like it's something <laughs> that it wasn't. Look, they were offered. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know all the details, but I'm an owner. I'm one of the people that voted to kick them out because wow. you you have to show up to events. You're in the middle of the season. There was a vote you're in the middle of the season and you're not out of the playoffs and you decide you're still technically not out of the playoffs. They still could have made it. And they said, we're not going fish as a You can't, you're not like what other team in any other sport can just say, ah, we forfeit. Eh, we're not, we're not worried about the playoffs this year. You know, there's no draft. It's not like you're tanking for Tua or you're, you know, you're trying to get a better draft selection by doing worse. They didn't, sh- they said <laughs> they were given an option. Are you, you have to go, you have to send at least one person to this event or you're going to be banned. We cannot have teams just not go to events because it, there's a lot of the um, win point differential is one of the deciding factors for the playoffs. First, it's record, head to head record, and then win loss percentage. So, by them not going, they skew the win-loss ratio way off, so people have to go. And they were given a chance. Do you Are you going to send one person, or are you going to be banned? Because we cannot have teams forfeiting. They said, well, we'll be banned. So they had a choice. They were given a choice, and they decided not to do it.
3: I can't, re- and I'm not going to ask you because I don't want to put their names out there. Um, I can't remember who's on the team Bandits, but I'm—I know I'm pretty sure it's some of my considered friends or, or at least known acquaintance. So Yeah, you know, and I, hey, and I haven't heard their story, but I—I I will and, say this: and I will great, say this. And
2: there's great anglers and people that I respect yeah. on that team. Um, me and the Alabama Hammers went there last year, and they—we put up 195, I think. And yeah. they beat us with like 214 on Fairfield. They and, and they played- came in
3: second place second. At overall, yeah. right? Yeah. So here's the thing about it. And again, I don't want to pick on, on my friends from the bandits and all that. Um, yeah. but there's there's this thing is you have to look at the big picture. And if you want KFL to grow, especially if you're you know you're from Texas, you got second place last year, you still have a shot at the playoffs, you actually made money last year. Yes, show up. Because here's a problem now, and and perception is everything. You, I, and f- for better or worse, KBN group page is the biggest. Um, I mean, aside from KBF, but then KBF is anybody can join. KBF versus yeah. KBN, it, it's a little bit more policed, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it it's a bad look. So now it becomes the joke of kayak fishing and then with KFL is no longer hopefully it'll stay there but when things like this affect it, it gives it a negative connotation and there's, all of a sudden I, 2 I, years I, from now there's no KFL
2: there you know bite the be, bullet it. just bite the be, bullet there will be KFL because another team already took their place Natural state. Yeah, but I'm talking about
3: the overall perspective of KFL. Like right now, that post came up on KFL because, of course, on KBN because, yeah. of course, it's going to be shared. And all yeah. of a sudden, you get you know the laughing stock of kayak fishing is KFL because of that. Everybody's mocking it, and it's not a good look. Regardless, those, people those, say, "Oh, it's KBN." It's still all, not a good look.
2: All those people that were lo- mocking it are the same people who were mocking it before this happened. It didn't matter. It it didn't change. Another. Another team already filled in. There's already other teams that want to sign up for next year. Look, at look on KBN. Uh, go back and look at the people who are talking bad about it. It's not like I'm trying to stand up for it because it's not perfect. Well, you
3: should. You're in KFL. You should no, stand no, up for no. it. No, no,
2: no. But I'm not standing up for it because I, I think there should be changes. I think in this certain situation, you cannot like the KFL. That's, hey, it's not for everybody. That's totally fine but you can't say what other, what else could Greg do? Oh, no,
3: I'm not saying Greg yeah. did anything wrong. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying I'm not putting it on Greg. I'm putting it. And again, I love the guys from yeah, sure. Bannons. I know a few of them yeah. and I love them. And I haven't talked to him. I don't know, you know, the reasons I'm just going by what I've heard. Um, and my thought is I love it, but you, know, you need to show up because if you don't take it seriously, first of all, you come as a sore loser. Oh, we're not showing. So, you know, whatever. Well, come on, man. You made it. You know, you were the second best team last year. Um, You won money just because you seemed like you're out of the race right now. Um, Whatever internal affairs you have, you have to just like look at the big picture and say, we don't want, if you don't, if you as a team don't take it seriously, people in the outside looking in, regardless of their opinion, they're not going to take it seriously. The ones that maybe thought Okay, we'll give it a chance. They might be like, "Well, they don't even take us to Why should I?" And the ones that are gonna hate, they're always gonna hate. But now you give them fuel to the fire, kind of thing.
2: Yeah, I mean the, them last year. I I don't know how much they won, but I had it was probably ten or fifteen thousand dollars. And then you can't, you didn't save up enough money to send one. Per- Y'all could have pulled your money and sent one person to Oklahoma to go fish, and then still stayed in it. No, they, they made a choice. And, and also on top of that, I I, I don't know. I don't want to go on about it. It just, it was a silly thing to do Wow, you won last year, you made a bunch of money. They, if they were having problems where they couldn't have sent people, they didn't make any roster changes. They could have made two roster changes and added people if they didn't have enough people to send. So if you have people who can't go because you have a kid or because somebody's sick or injured or isn't available, you could have gotten rid of two people and added two more people to the team, people who could have went to Oklahoma, and they didn't do that. So they had other options. They were given an option that they could send one person before they got banned, and they didn't do either. I like some of those guys. I respect some of those guys. I think it was a poor decision. I, I, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. You know, and again, we love them,
3: but we can always agree to disagree as long as we're not calling names or anything like that. Yeah, you know, out of respect, yeah, out I'm, of respect for everybody at the, uh, the bandits. But yeah, I, going by what I've heard, and again, I haven't heard directly from any of them. I, it seems it's a bad look, at least at the very. It's, least.
2: it's not that I know all the details, but I know enough details to know it's not the decision I would have made, or I, you know, it it, it just isn't. So. All right. But, uh, yeah, we appreciate everybody watching, as always. Armando, thanks, bud. Thanks for filling. I appreciate it,
3: in. it, man. I hope I don't talk too much. No. I always feel bad. No, you
2: you talk pr- the perfect amount. Thank you.
3: Thank you. I appreciate that, man. You're yeah, welcome man. to the Bass Cat and Beers podcast anytime, buddy.
2: Yeah, have me on sometime. How about that? Well, be, you were all really not amazing. that long ago. Okay, you well, want to be my perfect. next
0: guest? Sure. I'll all right, so next you.
2: week. I'm happy to be on anytime. We'll just team up. We'll just do the show. Either you come on this show or I'll come on that show, and we'll just we'll, we'll just be teammates from now on. Just here we go. Let me know. All right. Uh, and just go, so you know, if you ever in Texas, I would
3: you better invite me to go fishing with
2: you. <laughs> you in Alabama too? If you ever I'll go to Alabama, go through, I'll,
3: I'll I'll let you know.
2: If you ever go through Alabama and want to go fishing at Gunnersville, hey, I'm your man. All Who right. wouldn't yeah. call you? All right, yeah, y'all be good. We'll see y'all next week and wear your PFDs as always. Later. Peace out, everybody. Wrong one.
1: Here we go. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Palin Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV. WaypointTV.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin.